0: happy sabbath church family sabbath. so good to see you so good to see you um, thank you sister faith and for all those who have led out in our worship service today thus far thank you so much i want to welcome everyone here today who are here and those who are joining online uh, welcome i just feel blessed Hope you do too. Amen? Amen? Lord has Lord has brought us through uh, almost a year. <laughs> We're almost there, right? And He has blessed us with the life that we have. But you know what? He has blessed us with so much more. Amen. Truth be told, His grace is enough. Are you thankful for God's grace? Let just think about it The heavenly father who is so holy So majestic Receiving us as sinners Hallelujah Amen. Saved by his grace Today I'd like you to join me book of Mark, would you turn there with me, the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark, I just want you to focus your attention with me. Mark chapter 4, Now I'll be reading verse 1 to 9. Mark chapter what? 4, verse 1 through the 9. And again he began to teach by the sea. And a great multitude was gathered to him so that he got into the what? boat and sat in it on the sea and the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teachings, Listen, Behold, A soul went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some fell by the wayside. And the birds of the air came and what? Devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away, and some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop, but other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced some thirty-fold, some what, sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, he who has here, hears, to hear, let him hear. Today, I would like us to focus our attention on the thought, especially for 2023 sowing sowing let's pray our father here we are in your sanctuary on this year new year's eve but also on this holy and blessed Sabbath day. We're here today because of you, Heavenly Father. We're here today because we appreciate you. We love you. Father, you are our God, and you deserve our worship and our praise. Father, we're here today, also to learn from you. I'm sure there's something that you have in store for each and every person here today, including the preacher. I pray, Lord, that you speak to all of us, speak to our hearts, give us your word that will that will provide the comfort that we're seeking. Give us your word that will that will provide. Father, the help that we're searching for. Father, I pray that you'll give us words today that will help us on our way of transformation and change. I'm always thankful for this opportunity. Father, I just place my life into your hands. For you to use however you choose, as you speak to me, I pray that you speak to the people as well, and may we all receive your words today on hearts that are receptive. In Jesus' name, Amen. Sowing. When you think of sowing. Let me see if we have any gardeners here, any gardeners, any farmers. Oh, we do. We have some. Well, I tell you what. Uh, some of the, some of the, uh, the best sowing I've ever done. Guess what it was? Spreading grass seeds. <laughs> Think about it, eh? Spreading grass seeds. But I tell But it wasn't too long ago that we had to do some work in our front yard and it it kind of messed up a big patch of our yard. And so after they paved the driveway and everything, uh, the the patch of grass that was left in the front of our house, uh, a lot of it was disturbed. So we had to replant the grass. I won't forget I got the bag of you know, grass seeds. Guess what I didn't do? I did not go and plow the earth. You know, I didn't do all of that and prepare You know what I did? I just got the seed. I just walked around. <laughs> and I sprinkled it all over. And lo and behold, it was quick-growing grass. And they did say that on the bag that it's going to grow real fast, right? So I watered it, and every day I'd go out. If I can't, I'll tell Joseph. Please make sure you water the, the, the lawn. And sure enough, guess what? It started to pop up. And I watched it, right? But you know what? It didn't pop up evenly. There were some places where it sprang up real fast. Oof. And there was others, other places, none. Zero grass. The only thing I could see were the was the grass seeds that was on the ground, right? It actually took, be, it actually took. Because even now, there's, there's a little patch that, you know, didn't get to grow. And, you know, the coal came in, and guess what? It's just there, so it's, there's no grass there. But what I noticed was this. When that section did not grow, I went over to it. and You know what I did? I said, let me plant some more, but this time, I'm going to plow it. So I went over there, and I remember plowing it, Right? And dig it up, dig it, and guess what I found? I found a lot of stones underneath. See that part that wasn't growing? Lots of stones. And I had to spend time just taking up the stone and throwing away the stone. And then replanting again, right? And as I thought about my experience, we're growing this front lawn of my <laughs> of grass. This you know, this, this scripture touched my heart. And I really do feel like God is leading the Garland Church in a specific way this year. And I really feel he's trying to say to every member of this church, what are you doing about sowing? Are you sowing? Hmm? Are you sowing? Have you ever tried? Have you ever tried to to receive something? All right? All right, let me put it this way. What if I didn't spread any grass seed? No grass. In other words, if all that we are content with is receiving. Are you with me? And there's no planted seed. We want to cross. But we're not going to plant any seed. Guess what we are left with? <laughs> and Jesus is saying, I want my disciples to be sowers. And so here he was, speaking with not the disciples. He's speaking to the multitude. This message was given to who? The multitude. Do you know what is included in the multitude? All different types of people. Are you with me? People from different places who were gathering at that spot. And he was speaking to everybody. message was, as he said in verse, in verse 3, listen. Behold, a sore went out. A sower went out to what? To sow. Jesus loved to tell parables. Love it. And you know one of the reasons why he would do so? He would do so because at the end, he wanted to make sure that everybody understood what he was saying. He did not want to leave people with any excuse of lack of understanding. He knew that spiritual things weren't readily understood. He knew that. So to help people to get the particular message, hear with them some story that they were quite aware of. In this area, people knew about agriculture. Are you with me? They knew very much about farming. So anything you're going to say about sowing, touch a heart, right? It's going to touch a heart. And Jesus wants to speak to someone here today. He wants to leave someone here today without any excuse for lack of sowing. The reason why I love this particular parable, It's one of those rare parables of Jesus where you don't have to go search for what he's trying to say. He actually interprets the very parable himself. Can you imagine that? This is one of the parables where he gives you all the answers you need. All right? This parable, it's in Matthew. We read it here in Mark. But it's also in Luke. So it's in three of the four Gospels, right? Obviously, he is communicating something here that he wants everyone to understand. First thing in sewing, Jesus is saying sewing is not just for some individuals, right? Or sewing is not just to impact a certain people. Watch me. talking about sowing and he says and it happened as he sows that some seed fell on the what? Wayside. And some fell on the stony ground. Watch me. Why would you throw your seed on stony ground? You know it's stony, right? Why would you throw your precious seeds on a stone ground. You might say, Jesus, man, this sower is wasting the seeds. He's not going out and searching for the good the good uh, soil to only put his seed there. He's throwing his seed everywhere. He's walking around, and he doesn't care what type of soil is there. Isn't that amazing, friends? He's throwing seeds everywhere. I'm so glad one of those seeds Touch this stony heart. Amen. Isn't that true? Amen. I'm so glad he, he wasn't thinking of, of some good to own a place to see there. He looks at every name. Isn't that amazing? Amen. In the sense that there's some people, yes, they're further along the road, yes. But Jesus is not just out for them, he's out for the one who has been resisting him as well. Amen. Maybe that's you today. Maybe for some reason you have been pushing back at God. Maybe for some reason that I don't know. He's trying to intervene in your life, maybe to stop you from doing some things and you don't like that. But you know what? He's still throwing a seed your way. Hallelujah. Can you imagine Jesus throwing some seeds to David? David needed some seeds of grace, right? Amen. He needed, I mean, can you imagine David's heart, how, how, prob- how stony it was? And Jesus is still here. You know what happened, Elder Stewart? And we're going to get to it. The seed does something to the soil, doesn't it? I mean, just think about what a seed does to a soil. It gets in the soil, and then what does it start to do? Germinate, Right? It starts to agitate the soil. Is that true? When it goes first, the soil is fine, right? But the more water and stuff the, and care the soil gets, there's agitation. And then some changes. And then the soil has to start to adapt to the seed. Is what I'm saying? It's almost like there's a conflict going on there until it starts to grow, grow root, root, roots. And then that one seed becomes this big tree. Man, it disturbs the soil. The seed is so powerful. And God wants the seed lodged in every person's heart. That's what He's after. That's what He's after, you know. It's amazing. Amazing. And we're going to look at that. But sower, he comes, and he wants to change lives. But there are people who don't want to change, but still granting them change. Help, I should say. Watch this. He's not wasting his seeds. He has a purpose for it. My question to you today, as you consider your life, and I con- as I consider my life today, Are we open to listen to God? Are we open to say, God, I want to know more about you? Are we open to let God in? Are you with me? Are we open? Even if you're not, guess what? He's going to still knock. Can you remember that? He's going to still do what? He's going to still knock, So follow me. Follow me. This sower wants to change lives. And he knows he's up against a barrier. And so what are the barriers that he has to overcome? Here are some of them. First, it says, uh, some fell by Wayside? wayside, okay. What's a wayside? Well, go to chapter, go to verse thirteen. Let's go to verse thirteen. What's a wayside? Verse thirteen. Do you not understand this parable? Jesus said, "How then will you understand all the parables?" So what souls the what? So what's what's the seed in the text? The word of God. Powerful, right? It wants to change, right? By the way, who is the sower? God is the sower. If you, if you want to know who is the sower here, uh, one of the texts that, 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 that it's in Matthew, if you go to Matthew uh, 13, uh, Matthew 13 and verse, what, 37, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. So who is the sower? Jesus. All right, so God is the sower. And the Bible says the, 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 the seed that he's sowing is his words. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their what? What does he do? He takes it away. So they hear the word. You come to church God's speaks to you. Are you with me? And when he speaks to you, notice notice here he takes it away from their what? From their heart. You know what happens, friends? We come to church, we hear the word of God, if we don't act upon it, guess what happens? That's gone. Especially when you're as soon as you walk through this door, you pop out that cell phone, something else is in our mind. It's gone, And we can't get off that cell phone, right? We're, we're living on it 24-7. On it all the time. Doing all kinds of stuff that are not even godly. But the truth is, if we hear the word of God and don't act upon it, we're giving the enemy the opportunity to take that away. I want to see what, what's happening here. Let's not do that. If all, Jesus was never content with just hearing. Hearing is good. But you know what he says? He's looking also for doers. Not just hearers of the word, but what? Doers, doers of the word. Whatever God tells you today, and if you see it from the scripture, and you know it can be a valuable asset to your life and your family, if you choose to just say, hey, listen, um, man, that, that, that was a good sermon or whatever, but you never st- do anything that it spoke to you about, the devil is gone with that. He's happy. He's happy, friends. Do not be content with just hearing, acting, things what you heard within the soul. All right? You know, I grew. You know, going to school. You know, the best way that I learned to remember things in school, in high school, and I proved it. I was involved in soccer. To certain, to a certain um, stage in my high school career, and sure enough, the work wasn't as it should be. I was so much involved in soccer. Most of my time was spent playing and enjoying that sport until my mom went to the, came to the school one day and said, Sean, let's go talk to your, prof- to your uh, coach. And we went to my coach and she told him, "You say, see this young man here? He's not on the team anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, can you imagine? <laughs> so that's it. And guess what? That's, that's before the tournament started that year. And she told me, she said, listen, you're going to concentrate on your schoolwork this year because this is your last year. And she told him that. And sure enough, I didn't play. I was playing every year, but the last year in high school, no games. It was all about school. And you know what happened, friends? I started practicing my schoolwork, my math. I would practice, practice, practice. But I wouldn't just practice. You know what I'll do next? I would start teaching it to my friends. Can you imagine? Yeah. I was teaching them, right? Yeah. And eventually, man, I whipped up that exam at the end of the year. Amen. And I did so well my last year in high school, all because I decided to others. teaching others. Teaching others. I decided that whatever. Whatever I learned in class, I heard I was going to learn it so well so I can teach someone who didn't understand it. And the moment I start applying that is the more I started learning this, this wonderful truth in scripture that is so spiritual. You see, if you don't get involved in doing the things that Jesus did, you will never get to the place where he was. You, and Paul, same thing. Whatever God bless you with, if you keep it to yourself, you're not going to experience the full blessings that he wants us to experience until you start to do what? Share it. Something powerful about sowing in the life of others. No wonder why the, the church in the book of Acts was so powerful. Everybody was sowing. Three thousand a day was pouring into the church. It got to five thousand. Then Luke said, "Multitude." He stopped counting. He got to the end of Acts. He said, "Myriads." Everybody was just cheering, and people were flooding into the church, hearing about this good news, what Jesus has done for them. Amazing. Hearing is one thing. Sharing is another. Are you with me? Let's continue. Not only on the wayside. The Bible said these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. Who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with what? Gladness. And they have no what? Root in themselves. And so... Endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation, persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they what? Folk, you know one of the reasons why we have to be sowing? We might not be experiencing the persecution right now that those folks experienced during the book of Acts are the days of Christ. Are you with me? But they're coming. Didn't Jesus prophesy that they're coming? Now, how many of us will be able to stand if we're not standing with him now? How do we think that when persecution comes, we're going to get all spiritual all at once and ready to stand? It doesn't happen like that. If we can't stand now, I guarantee you, I'm waiting for this Transformation immediately when you want not happen like that. Do you know how we grow muscles and get stronger? How? Huh? Yeah, if you want to lift. Man, I, I, I try bench press some some weight sometimes, and I realize, boy, this is going to take me a good three months. And I would say, uh, you know, just I'm just saying this because uh, it was a, a experience of mine. All right, went to the, into the gym and uh, stepped beside this this young lady. Man, and her racks are all almost filled, <laughs> and the only bench press station left is the one beside her. Yeah. What do you think I did? <laughs> I just looked around, see if there's something else to do. Yeah, you know, find something else, right? Yeah. Right? The fact is, you know what happened? I got close to what I saw, you know, oh. but it took me some time. Yeah. It did take me some time. I had to diligently, every time, just add a five weight here, a five weight here, an extra five pounds on each side. The next time I go back, I increased it, you know what I mean? And it took me quite a bit. doesn't come overnight. Persecution is guaranteed for God's people. The time to get ready is not then. The time to get ready is now. In other words, sowing, by the time you wait to sow, then there's no people to sow to. Who are, you, who are you going to sow to? Sowing is done. Are you with me? Yeah. If you want to develop and strengthen your spiritual life, get involved in helping others. Amen. Life is not just about you. Now, these are the ones... Sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of what? Of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires of other things entering in, choke the word, and becomes what? Unfruitful. Another think about it. Another reason why Jesus is saying that, that that these seeds. Don't get to produce uh, uh, this, the tree that we hope to, for it to produce. Much less, Not just the tree, because you know, we're not at the final step yet. Because I'm sure when you plant something, you're not just planting to get a tree. Well, if you're planting roses that, that, or stuff like that. But if you want a food tree, right? You're not just planting a food tree for it to look really good. Man, look at those leaves of this mango tree. Man, those leaves look so good and beautiful. I'm not, I have no care about leaves. You know what I want to see on my mango tree? I want to see ripened mangoes. Isn't that true? So why are you sowing? You're sowing because you want some kind of result. Isn't that true? And that's what Jesus is after. He's saying, listen, I want some results in your life. But I can't get it and you won't get it unless you start sowing. He said he it will never ever happen. You got to do something about it. You got you to start getting involved with not just hearing the word but doing what it says. But listen, one of the things that Jesus has pointed at here that trip us up and prevent us from growing, prevent us from getting to the point where we mature, prevent us from reaping benefits of the Christian life, is that we're too much involved in the world, we're too connected to the world, where we have to give the world its due. And the world has its way of choking the life of us, where we work and work and work and have no time for Jesus, Are you with me? No time even for our families. But work comes first. Where did you get that in scripture? Let me ask you. Did God begin life in creation with work? The first thing that Adam and Eve did when they were created was to receive everything that God had created for them. Are you with me? The first full day that they experienced was a day not of any work. First full day they experienced together was a seventh day. And know what they did on that seventh day? They followed the example of the God who created them. They began the day with rest. Rest. Never forget that. If we allow school... If we allow our jobs to swallow up all of our time and we say we are godly people, the day will come when Jesus said those, it's it's the words that that I don't like even reading in scripture. I knew you not. Can you imagine? You've gone to church all this time, but that's all you gave God. And it's good because he said, For us to assemble ourselves together. So it's good to be in church because when you're in church, guess what? You're praising God, right? And not only that, attendance is a form of ministry. I hope you know that. It's a form of ministry. Getting involved in church, that's ministry. But listen, that's not all that God needs. He wants priority in our lives. And we will never see the fruits that I'm about to talk about if we don't switch that. Was it last week I mentioned this? Or maybe if you hear it again, it's good. But look at how Jesus lived his life. Just, just examine him. Look at him. Was he a carpenter who happened to be a disciple, maker? What was he? He was a disciple maker who happened to be a what? That's it. His carpentry helped his disciple making profession. That's what life is like being a disciple. So God is saying, listen, listen, you want my blessing upon your life and you don't want to give me what I deserve? I am the one who gave you that breath. I am the one who placed you in that job so you can make wealth. And you're putting that over me? And then you want to be my kingdom forever? Look at everyone in the scripture that God blessed with eternity. Look at all, look at the disciples. God called them to be fishers of what? Of men. So, So we want God to change the way he deals us. Because we want that priority where we can live our life the way we want to live it, do what we want to do, and then say to God, hey accept me the way I am. I am. Mm-hmm. He has never done that in the Bible. Let's put him first now. And you know what happened? Guess what? We will actually, when we do it his way, There's a more bountiful harvest that way. Check it out. Look at the last verse here. Look at it. In verse 20. But these are the ones sown on what? Now, now when it says good ground, it's not like he's speaking to people who are good. You know what I mean? The Bible says no one is good. Except who? Except God. We are all, we are all in need of God's grace. We are not better than anyone. So when it's, when it's saying here, um, but these are the ones who are good, it's going to tell you why they're considered good. All right? It says, um, those who hear the word, right? There's some here today, might be on their cell phone while they're trying to listen to me. Ah, you're telling God who is priority right there? Are you with me? Uh, you might be here today, but man, you can't get your mind off what you're going to do next after church. Are you with me? Yes, sir. And, and, and all kind of things are going on in your mind, and you say, boy, I can't wait. Pastor Harris, hurry up and finish. <laughs> can't wait to get home to go do whatever. Well, the um, Bible says these people they listen to the word, they hear the word. Have you ever tried? Have you ever tried doing multiple things at the same time? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Have, have you ever tried doing calculus while, while, what else, what should I say? <laughs> while reading or listening, right? Is it going to work? Yeah. Those who have done calculus know what I'm talking about, right? you got to give it your undivided attention. is that true? 100% if you're going to read it. I have to listen to my professors really keenly and make even notes so I can go back and, you know, that's, that's the kind of intense hearing that he's talking about here. But he says, those who hear. But not only hear it, these people are good because they listen attentively, but then he says, because it comes from the master, it comes from the sower, they accept it. Yeah. They accept it not because Pastor Harris says it, they accept it because it's in the book. Yeah. is know that what it said? Uh, they, they hear the word and they accept it. Yeah. And then it said, because they hear it, yeah. because they accept it, yeah. and they do what? Yeah. They yeah. produce, yeah. they bear fruit. Isn't that amazing? God, your church attendance is wonderful. (laughs) But there's so much that you're missing out on if all you come to church is just once a year and you never get involved, or you come every Sabbath and listen. There are people within this church who have been serving this church for years and years, and the 20% seem to be doing everything. The other 80% comes and hallelujah, Lord. Praise God. It's so amazing. And they go home and that's it. And you know what? There's some young people in the church. Matter of fact, the Bible talks about older women mentoring the young women. Come on, young all So you're at that, at that age where you've been through life and life have taught you so much. And you keep it to yourself. And there are young ladies in the church who could who are dying for your attention, who could use some counsel and some help. But hey, listen, I got it. There's some young men in the church who could use some 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 help from our grown men. But we come to church, we listen, we just and we say we're doing God's stuff and we're honoring God. May this new year that we're going into be a year where we all decide to be sowers. To be sowers. If we do, listen, if we hear, if we accept, and if we put it to work, the Bible tells us what happened. Some, be it 30-fold. You know, in business, man, you triple, listen, man, you triple what you put in, is that a good thing? That's a great thing. God said, listen, what, what do you want? Man, listen, listen, you're working all these hours, and you, you're you only multiplying a little bit. If you ever try me, I three times it. I have three times what? You, can you imagine? You're giving your work all your time. Man, you give me some of that time, and I'll show you what I can do. That's what God is saying. And he didn't stop at thirty-four. Look, at, look at him. Six. Oh, wow. Six times. Man, this this is a this is the, a businessman that I want to join with. Are you with me? Yeah. This is the kind of person I want to get along with. You know why it's so difficult though? Because yeah, we can see the money, and we can touch the money because of our work give it to us, and we can see it and we can use it, right? We've seen it, but these things are by faith. You can't really see it though, you get what I'm saying? But when you trust God, who will turn what you could not see into bountiful things that you want? It's not done. He said in a 100. 100 you think you're making money by yourself you try connect with God and put him first and watch what he does are you with me a bountiful harvest and your family is secured and your faith is enriched hallelujah that's what I want. That's what I want. Because when my boss is ready to fire me, yeah. hey, I'm fired. I'm, that's it. But God would never fire me. Are you with me? Amen. He will never fire me. What a parable. Amen. What a story. You know what Jesus is saying as I closed? Close? He's saying, listen, I'm just going to be where the rubber meets the road with you today. Mm-hmm. This is where it's at. This is where You can take it or you can leave it. And all he's saying is this I just know that I shared it with you. That's what God is saying. You know. No excuse right now. That's what he's saying. There is no excuse for not doing something about sowing. I heard a story, it's a powerful story, and i close with a story. When I first heard it, I tell you, it really touched my heart. And this was back, this was back in the 90s I heard this story. In 1988, Anessa, Anessa Ayala was 16 years old, and at the time she was diagnosed with leukemia. The doctor said that if she did not receive a bone marrow transplant, chemotherapy, and radiation, she would die. Neither her parents nor her brother was a match. And they could not find a doctor anywhere. Her parents, both in their 40s, one day came together to do the impossible. They decided to reverse father's ability to conceive a child. Of course, he had gone through that medical procedure before and he had made the choice, they had made the choice not to have any more children. So to reverse that process with the dad and to have him have a child again, that is a tough probability. But they decided that this was the only way. There was no other solution anywhere. And so together, they went ahead with it. He reversed the procedure done years ago. They were able to get bone marrow from his body. And they used that in the process to see if it would be compatible with young Anesia. To their delight, can you imagine? To their delight, it was determined that this new baby was a compatible donor. And when, Mer- when uh, young Ayala was 14 months old, they took some of her bone marrow and gave it to Anisia. Anisia made a full recovery from the leukemia, and both sisters led a healthy life Amen. going forward. In fact, I checked on this, and sure enough, She's still living. Can you imagine? The, the, the parents went ahead and had a baby to save their other baby. Are you with me? They took the bone marrow from the young baby that was just born, placed it in the sister, and the sister, sister's life was spared. What I love about this story. Is this the only way that could have happened was for the match to be perfect. It had to be a perfect match. Are you with me? A perfect match. And lo and behold, it was. Oh. Let me tell you, friends. For sinners, Jesus is the perfect match. The very perfect match. And the only way, the only way for sinners to receive the benefits of that match is if we receive. Are you with me? Is if we accept it. That is the seed that God wants to plant in every human being's heart today on earth. Where every human being would say to Jesus, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. Right now. And I want to live with you from now till the rest of eternity, sowing as I go. Isn't that amazing? As I grow with you, I want to be sowing. I wonder today, first of all, is there any person here today that have not accepted that perfect man? have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you have not done so, I hope you do it today and make that decision for him. I will give you an opportunity to do so, to cry out to him and say, Lord, I want to receive you in my life, forgive me and help me to grow and to soul with you. And if you're here today, you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have been living with him, right? But maybe you recognize you haven't been doing much sowing. Life has been filled with all of my needs, all of my concerns, all of the stuff that I go through in my home and beyond. That's what my Christianity have been dealing with. I haven't been involved in, in, in reaching out to others and sharing this wonderful seed, this wonderful gospel seed. But I want to do that this year, Father. But I need your help. I want to be someone who touches other people's life in a profound way for your glory. Maybe that's what you'd like to say today in the sight of God. I want to be a changed Christian. I want to be a more focused Christian. I want to be a, a sower. Wherever you are in those two calls, I going to invite you to stand. Praise the Lord. The Bible did say, if you believe and are baptized, you shall be saved. The next step for those who have expressed their desire to accept Jesus in their life is baptism. I want to say to you today, if you would like to be prepared for baptism, or maybe you know someone who would like to do that, maybe you can work with us as elders and leaders in the church to help you to sow a seed. Amen? I would be happy to help you. And of our for elders. Our church members would. But reach out to me. Reach out to me today if you'd like to be baptized in our next baptism. And i will be happy to prepare you and study with you and get you ready for that. Let's bow our heads as we thank the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you so much. There's so much more to share in this word today, but we recognize that you have you have spoken, amen. and the church of God is saying Amen today. You have spoken to me. You have spoken to your people, and Father, I just want to ask that you be especially close to those who are in the sanctuary those who are watching online, those who are saying, Lord, I'm inviting you in my life for the first time. I want to be yours. They're crying out to you. They're saying to you that they want a change in their life and they're asking for your forgiveness. They're asking for your power to help them in all the situations that's going on in their world. I pray that you receive them with gladness as you would. And Father, lead them. Lead them to that place where they will make that public confession of faith in you. Father, bless them and protect them. Keep the evil one away from them. And manifest yourself to them in profound ways. To let them know that you're with them and you love them. And you want them to become so as changing lives in their families, in their school, in their workplaces. Father, there are many of us here today, we have been on this journey with you, a journey of profound blessings. Father, we we sense that there's more that you have in store for us in 2023. There are people in our families There are people in our lives that you want to impress with your seed, the word, the good news of Jesus Christ, and you can use us to do that. We're just saying we're available. We're inviting you in our lives right now to make us sowers this year. Come in, make the changes. Help us to be authentically yours in all ways. Thank you for always being, be, being so loving and kind to forgive us. I pray to forgive us of the past where we have spent doing so many other things. Help us now to put you first. To put you first in all things. I pray that you bless us as a church family. There's a community outside, Father, that needs to, needs to have the word planted in their hearts. We're simply saying to you in this year coming, we are available. in Whatever way you choose to use us to spread the word in this community, we are available. Father, thank you. Thank you for this powerful word. We receive it with all gladness. Help us put it into action, and become like our Savior Jesus Christ, a sower. In his name we pray that the church of the living God say, amen Amen and amen.